Hello, and welcome to Native Awakenings. Here at Native Awakenings, we provide a safe space for the sharing of heritage, meditations, conversations, and techniques, all to help increase our sense of awareness. As we become more aware, we become more presence, and may presence always be our purpose. Today we have a really fun episode. We're going to travel to Egypt and Sumeria to discover some energetic practices of old. It's going to be a ton of fun, so let's dive in. In order to understand Egyptian energetic practices, I think it's really, really helpful to understand where they believe energy came from. They say that the map of energy came from these divine beings called the Anunnaki, or in Sumeria they would be called the Amen. Some people have different varying opinions upon if the Anunnaki are good or bad, whatever have you, but I find it very, very interesting that these beings are golden tall beings, as gold is often symbolized as the brilliant spectrum of light. They believe that these beings taught them the energy practices that they know of still to this day, so we're going to dive into some Anunnaki-based practices and also some steeped traditional Egyptian-based practices. First, we'll start with Egypt. If you wish to begin to connect to your energetic vitality the Egyptian way, a wonderful way to do this is the sun meditation. The Egyptians believed that the sun was the source of everything. It's very humorous because, well, that belief itself isn't humorous, but I, I, I think synchronistic is a better word to describe that because many traditions believe that the sun is the source of everything and the Egyptians are no different. They believe that by meditating on the sun upon the inhale, that you are drawing in solar energy and by exhaling, you are excreting scarab beetle energy, which is all about renewal and rebirth. That is what that insect represents to them. So what the sun meditation would look like is inhaling for four seconds and visualizing the sun alighting upon the room of your mind and consciousness and exhaling for four seconds and watching the scarab beetle crawl up from the earth and into the sky symbolizing the rebirth and the renewal of the energy within you. Egyptian practices are often inherently balanced. Some do projection, some do reception, but many of their practices incorporate both of them, both of those qualities, receptivity and projectivity, into their practices. I'm sure you already knew that I was going to mention pyramids, and I've got to do it here. Egyptians believe in creating geometrical structures to almost echo or resonate more powerfully the desires of their consciousness and heart. So if you want to follow in their footsteps, you need not do exactly as they have done. What sort of structure can you create to amplify the intention that you wish to put out into the world? This could be as simple as a standing inside of a hula hoop as you do a spell, or as complicated as getting copper wiring and pipes and forming a triangle above you. You can do that as well. Whatever speaks to you. I like to use natural elements. A lot of my structures are often made with sticks, but nature sings, and when you have nature around you, 
in alignment with your intention, I find that manifestation comes across much, much more easily. So, firstly, there's the sun and scarab beetle meditation. Secondly, there's creating a geometrical structure to house an echo, almost like a megaphone, the desires of your heart. It's almost like a structural wand in hoodoo and roots and voodoo and witchcraft. There's a wand as an extension of source energy to channel and move through the wand. However, in Egyptian philosophy, it's almost as if that wand is permanently located in one space, i.e. a pyramid or a sphinx, and that as nature alights upon the wand, it then activates it at the correct time. So if you want to follow in their footsteps, I encourage you to create a geometrical structure either outside or inside and visit it at the same time every day so that it casts shadows. The significance here is that, again, this inherently represents balance. It's not all just love and light when it comes to Egypt. It is also the honoring and the reverence of shadow, which is why the mummification process was so intensive and so perfected because they honored the death just as much as they honored the life. So, by playing around with shadow work, depending upon where the sun is located, where it's radiating, and how it echoes and bounces off of the geometrical structure that you create, you can almost hear the message that energy wishes to speak to you. Now, that sentence may not have made sense, but we're going to dive more into it. So what is a shape? Shapes are influenced by what? Sound. We know that sound can influence the molecules of water to make certain shapes, as well as sand. If you don't believe me, do a quick Google search and watch how sound creates shapes within sand or water. It's pretty fantastic. As sound can do that, the reverse is also true. So as you intentionally create a geometrical structure, and as light is echoing off of that geometry, it is creating a sound. That shape itself has a resonance, has a vibration, and has a sound. And by viewing that sound, if that makes sense, by staring at the geometry, you're beginning to move energy in a way. It's very, very fantastic, and I heartily encourage you to do so. Really create something beautiful, put it in the sun, and watch its shadow and see if you feel the energy moving through your body. It's a profound practice, which brings us to our last section on Egyptian energetic practices, which is all about geometry. If you meditate on the shape of a, let's say, triangle, and if you hold that shape within your mind for as long as you can, what you're doing is you're training focus. That focus is a key step in the movement of energy. Energy may not move immediately. It might take a day. It might take a month because we have to find the resonance of that energy. We have to find the right frequency of it before moving it. And in order to find the frequency of it, we need to focus on it so that we can understand it. So this is a more long, more scenic route to the energy movement, but it pays off so much 
because it not only benefits our ability to interact with energy, but it benefits our ability to focus entirely. And as this world is so busy, an increased sense of focus and presence is going to be very, very beneficial into creating a harmonious environment. You may have heard, if you set an intention, forget that intention so that you can manifest it. Don't continually think about it or else it will draw it to you. And, or else it won't actually draw it to you because you keep on affirming that you do not have it yet. There is some truth to that, and the truth comes in when you have already charged and trained your sense of focus. If your sense of focus is all over the place, then if you forget about the intention, I would like to argue that it actually will not come to you if you have not trained your ability of focus. So the Egyptians believed that by focusing on a certain shape, for an extended period of time, that is what trains the intention to continue to repeat within our subconscious so that our conscious mind can actually let it go, which is pretty fascinating if you think about it. So I started off with just a minute of meditating on a triangle. You'd be amazed at how hard it is to keep that shape within the mind for a minute, and up and up and up you go however long you desire to go. The longer you can hold that shape within your mind without being distracted, the more focused you are training your body, and the more focused your body is, the more you will be able to manifest the desires of your heart. Because your subconscious mind and your conscious mind are going to be aligned on the same page. It's a lot of fun stuff, so let's summarize again before we close this out. How to move energy like an Egyptian. There's a beautiful sun and scarab beetle meditation symbolizing the lust and the joy and the zest for life. And then also the honor and the reverence of the renewal and the rebirth. Not being attached, but letting energy flow. Secondly, there is the creating a geometrical shape to create a shadow. And as you view that shadow, intently listening, listening to see what you hear or hear what you see and feel within your body resonating from the shape that you created. Each shape has a different quality to it and it will be fun to play around with the shapes to see what you feel energetically as you watch the shadow of that shape. I don't want to give away all the spoilers here, so that's a wonderful homework you can do on your own. And lastly, there is the beautiful practice of geometry, of picturing a geometrical shape within your mind rather than creating it and focusing on that shape to train your sense of focus. And as you can focus more and more and more, so also can you focus in on harmony within your life to find the natural flow of the universe and to move in a dance with that harmony to find the blessings coming your way. This has been a really fantastic episode. I love Egypt. I love the Anunnaki and the Amen. They are said to be the entities that gave the Egyptians their energetic practices. So if this episode interests you, I encourage you to do some research on the Anunnaki and the gold beings called the Amen. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening. The spirit animating my body honors, values, appreciates, respects, and unconditionally loves the spirit animating your body. 
Aho matakwiasan. Ashe namaste.